Hi everybody, this is Olayin Kaolo Jolu and you are listening to Day Springs of Grace broadcast. The responses I got to the initial announcement concerning this broadcast were really encouraging. Some people had already subscribed to the channel and some of the folks actually expected that the broadcast were going to start last week. And so I'm grateful. My objective in this broadcast is to bring a blend of biblical accuracy and practical insights concerning relevant issues in our world today. I hope that ultimately this brings of grace will be helping us better understand God's heart and his purposes for our lives. Thank you so much for joining in today. Today, my topic is what is grace? Yeah, I couldn't think of any better topic to discuss in this very first broadcast than the topic grace. So today I want to briefly answer the question, what is grace? Grace is a term that is often used very loosely and sometimes I really fear that many people do not seem to understand the actual meaning of the term. You see, to some people, grace represents some words that are reeled off the tongue when meals are about to be eaten, while to some others, grace is just those verses of scripture that are put together and echoed by some believers, especially in this part of the world at the end of Christian gatherings. In case you're listening from outside Nigeria and you're not used to this practice, we have a custom here of reciting 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14, which says, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all at the end of our Christian gatherings. We call it sharing the grace. And in fact, in some circles, we even add on Psalm 23 and verse 5, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. And some people never think more about grace than this. In some other ways, the word grace is used by practically everybody in everyday life and it sometimes gets somewhat confusing to pin down precisely what they are possibly referring to. For instance, some people get involved in fraudulent acts and when you ask them or they are asked about the source of their success, in inverted commas, they claim that they were successful through God's grace. In some other regard, grace has got a lot of bad press. Some people who claim to believe in grace and are proponents of grace seem to exhibit traits of lawlessness, uncontrolled lust, and unruly behavior. We have had some public scandals involving some of people in this kind of boat. And so because of that, some folks assume that every discussion or proclamation of grace would ultimately produce lawlessness. But you see, in all of this, our focus must never really be on what anyone else may think or say. We must focus on God's word concerning this important issue of grace. The word grace 
as many of us may have heard at one point or the other in our Christian experience, is the Greek word charis, which is used in the New Testament about 155 times. And of course, it is impossible to go through all of the passages of scripture that refer to the term grace in a 30-minute broadcast, but we will do our best within the time that we have. I know some people, and quite a number of people have adopted it. They've proposed an acronym, GRACE, G-R-A-C-E, and so GRACE is defined as God's riches at Christ's expense. And you see, it's not a bad way to explain grace, but looking at what scriptures have to say about grace, you will recognize that this is not a sufficient or all-encompassing definition. Looking at the revelation given to us by God in the scripture, this this acronym does not actually give a complete explanation or or definition. Another popular definition is that grace is God's unmerited favor. I went further and read A.W. Tozer's definition as well where he said grace is the good pleasure of God that inclines him to bestow benefits on the undeserving. And so we see that grace is not just unmerited favor, it is favor displayed and expressed in Christ to sinners who deserve wrath and judgment. This is true when we consider some verses of scripture. For instance, John chapter 1 and verse 17 says, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 3 and verse 24, it says, Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. Romans chapter 5 and verse 15 says, But there's a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. So we even see that grace is that quality or that character in God that produces free gifts for guilty people in his salvation plan which he effected through Christ Jesus. There's one other notable passage in Romans that speaks about grace. Romans chapter 11 verses 5 and 6, it says at the present time there's a remnant chosen by grace, but if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works, otherwise grace would no longer be grace. And so here we see clearly that grace is not something we work to earn. Grace is free and undeserved. We can't work to earn grace. I know that deep down in the core of man, man is wired with an innate desire to put effort into a venture to produce a result. And so the concept of grace doesn't just easily flow with our thinking. We would feel more comfortable if we could end God's grace somehow. But we must accept from what God reveals to us in scripture that his grace cannot be earned. But then, these passages that we've briefly looked at are not the only scriptures that tell us all about God's grace. Take for instance, Titus chapter 2 verses 11 and 12. You know, my pastor, Pastor Ayo, loves this verse of scripture so much. Titus 2, 11 and 12. It says, For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people, and we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, 
and devotion to God. Consider again 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, in which Jesus spoke to Paul and he said to Apostle Paul, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Another one that involved the Apostle Paul, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 10. This was Apostle Paul speaking. He said, By the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. And so these verses, Titus chapter 2, verses 11 and 12, 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 10 show us that grace is a dynamic, active, working principle, not just a character or a quality in God that produces a free gift to the people who are undeserving, not just something that God does to people who are sinners or who are guilty and that makes them qualified for salvation. And so it is even something more dynamic, something active, something working actively within people. Don't forget Titus 2 verses 11 and 12, for the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all men and then he teaches us, meaning even after salvation there is the role of grace in our lives. 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 9 that I mentioned where Jesus said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, not sufficient just for his salvation but for sufficient for a situation that was occurring in the life of Paul. And then finally, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 10, where Paul spoke about the grace of God and his grace being active in him and helping him to do a lot more than many other people. And in fact, that is not even all. When we open our hearts to the full breath and depth of God's revelation about grace, we then even begin to see that grace is not a one-time event in the Christian experience. According to Romans chapter 5 and verse 2, we stand in grace. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. The entire Christian life is driven and empowered by grace. Hebrews 13 and verse 9. The author of the book of Hebrews said it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace and not by foods. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. The apostle Peter said we should grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if we consider all of these things, how then should we define grace? I would suggest this definition as we begin to end today. Grace is God's inexhaustible love expressed through Christ Jesus, independent of man, acting as a dynamic force that activates all of heaven's resources and applies them to our lives 
to transform us starting from salvation and onwards in our lives and so by grace god's power saves us by grace god's power keeps us by grace god's power delivers us by grace god's power enables us by grace god's power sanctifies us and by grace god's power will eventually glorify us it is grace that upholds our salvation it is grace that gives us victory in temptation it is grace that draws us into communion in prayer and intimacy with god It is grace that makes us useful for service in God's kingdom. It is grace that gives us specific gifts. And it is also grace that enables our functions, our gifts to function in the spirit. If I may say it in this way, grace is the very atmosphere in which we breathe as believers in Christ. And if I may say it in another way, you see, God doesn't bring us into his realm, doesn't bring us into his family through grace and then leave us to make progress through the Christian life entirely on our own efforts. Even now, even now, there is an ever-present, ever-abiding dynamic of grace that is available to us. God's heart and God's plan is that we not only come to Him in salvation by grace, He also designed our new lives in Him to be lived in the enablement of His grace. God's heart and God's plan is not that we only come to Him in salvation by grace, He also designed our new lives in Him to be lived in the enablement of His grace. And so, dear friends, no matter what your present circumstances are, you must depend on His grace. Depend on His grace. Walk in the enablement of His grace. And then you begin to discover so many strengths, abilities, and capabilities that are beyond your own summoning, you will begin to experience the power of God's grace at work in your life. Thank you for listening today. It's the first broadcast. You can reach out to me to ask any questions, make any specific requests about topics that you probably want me to treat or discuss or you can even send in prayer requests via email daysprigsofgrace at gmail.com daysprigsofgrace at gmail.com A recording of this broadcast will be available on the showreel on this channel and also on our YouTube, SoundCloud and MixCloud channels and the links will be provided on this page and communicated some other time. Join us again or join me again next time and have an amazing week. Do not forget my definition of grace that I provided or suggested is that grace is God's inexhaustible love expressed through Christ Jesus, independent of man, acting as a dynamic force that activates all of heaven's resources and applies them to our lives to transform us starting from salvation and onwards. 
And so even now, as a believer, you stand in grace and all of your life is supposed to be lived in the enablement of His grace. Thank you so much. Join me next week. Bye.